Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. This is episode 146 of the show itself and the 43rd installment in the Seattle Interviews series. Keeping it with the Washington theme, as you can tell, I am joined by Christian Soto, uh, still with the Huskies, obviously. All-Pac-12 honorable mention in 2019, All-Pac-12 first team, uh, Pac-12 academic honor roll, and top drawer soccer team of the week honors all in 2021, as well as that uh, Pac-12, no, no, the top drawer soccer team of the week, I think coming in March of that year. Uh, Christian, how have things been? I know that I think we're getting close or we're already in uh, spring ball. Is that what I can understand? How have you, uh, have you been? Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me. And I mean, spring balls, it's a good time. It's a lot of time for guys and freshmen, you guys that haven't played much to just show what they have to offer. And it's a time where a lot of guys make some of their biggest improvements and jumps and just really develop into better players on and off the field, really. So, you know, with the time between the end of the season and spring, are you, you know, obviously being a student, right? Are you taking any time to, you know, are you still committed, like practicing decently often? Or is it just, hey, I'm, you know, soccer has been in here for a good amount of time. I just want some time to myself. No, it's, it's always soccer. You know, I mean, we, we love the sport. We're pretty competitive guys and we, we love improving and getting to getting to be with each other every single day and just spending time on the field or in the weight room together is always is always a lot of fun. Aside from school, it's a nice little break. Yeah, I'm curious about that because I know some people might be like, OK, this is a lot of one thing for a period of time. I want to just put it away for a little bit. Uh, but obviously, I mean, you know, with that being said, what you were talking about, I mean, I'm sure there's a reason that Washington is consistently a top school in soccer. So uh, interesting to see that. Just to jump back to the early years, how did you really begin your soccer journey? Was it a sibling? Was it a family member? Did you just end up playing the sport? How did you begin your soccer journey? Yeah, so I I was probably four or five and growing up in a Hispanic household, two Mexican parents, immigrants, they, um, they signed me up for like rec ball when I was four or five years old. And I actually did it with one of my cousins, one of my good friends. And we actually didn't do a lot of playing soccer at first. We kind of just jogged around the field during the game, not following the ball, not knowing what was going on. But I mean, after that, I kind of, I kind of really liked the sport and jumped on it. And really, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun ever since. So I haven't stopped playing since. So I, after after a little bit ago, uh, I saw something that sparked some more question uh, interest in this question. Uh, the question is, who did you grow up idolizing in the game of soccer, a favorite player of sorts? And I ask this now with more interest because uh, I saw an interview that one of our teams in the area did, just a quick like little two hitter interview. But they asked one of our players, "Who was your favorite player growing up?" And he didn't have any. And I really find that it, I had to feel like. You know, if you grow up in a game that you love, you have to at least have someone you idolize or look up to, right? So I'm just intrigued by that. So back to the point, who did you grow up idolizing in the game of soccer? So I think a really common answer would be Lionel Messi, but I think one specific to more of like my position and who I am, I think I have two. And I think one would be uh, N'Golo Conte. He's like a small guy that runs a lot for Chelsea and the French national team. And I just think he's a really good player where always works hard, always has a smile on his face. And then another would be uh Verratti and he's on a uh, PSG Italian. He's really, I also think he's, I also think he's a really good player and really good center mid kind of two guys that I try to 
base my like game off of them and play similar like to the way they do. Yeah, you know, and especially and it was so you know that's why I bring that up more so is because I'm I wonder about that you know it's somebody who the guy was at a, at the pro level of his sport how can you get to that level and not have at least looked at someone and tried to replicate their game or take something you know what I mean it's just I was like what's going on uh, so you know just just was curious about that um, how do you reflect on your time at Rainer Beach High School I know that. As someone who went to O'Day, you know, the Metro League in a lot of sports is really, really competitive, you know. Uh, so how do you, you know, reflect on your time at Beach? So I actually went to Mount Rainier High School, not Rainier Beach. So oh, are you kidding I, I, me? I, yeah, I can no. still high school if you'd like me to, but yeah, no, close. <laughs> I feel like my, yeah, no, please do. I feel like maybe the UW website gave me bad information. Uh, but please to share that about i apologize wow i got something oh, no wrong it was mount rainier oh boy okay. it's all i right. read that wrong i saw rainier yeah tell it's me about mount rainier how was your experience yeah. in high school i know that you know some people have got running start so they might get more acclimated to the college game high school sometimes people don't even really fall in love with their sport there yeah. how, how was mount rainier for you so i I was actually playing in academy, which uh, didn't exactly allow me to play high school soccer, which I was pretty bummed about. But a lot of my, all of my best friends really played high school like three or four years, and uh, it looked like a lot of fun. So I kind of got like a inside scoop of how it all went down and all the fun in it. I just wasn't all there, so it was it was pretty unfortunate. But I, at the end of the day, I'm pretty pretty fortunate and lucky to say that I was able to play academy for all four years of high school. Well, I apologize for that gaffe. That is my fault. <laughs> it's okay. That is my no fault. <laughs> uh, so you talk about club. What memories do you take from your time with with Crossfire, and how would you say that it shaped the player that you are today? You know, I know that club level. I've often heard from you know people that would go on to you know whether it was college or pro that if they wanted to make that jump, they had to play in a club level. So how would you describe your time you know playing club ball? I loved it. I loved every bit of it. I mean, I like at UW, I made some of my best friends that I still like and I'm in touch with every day. I mean, like you've met uh, Charlie Oistrom and Ethan Bartlett made his debut the other day. But I mean, I've made some of my just really, truly like best friends. And it was it was a lot of fun going up there. And I think it's like a club that really helped me develop and let me be myself. And it it had like a similar like style to to what I think UW is at times, just like really working hard and like persevering even things don't go your way and just always giving it your all. How would you, so I want to take one last stop before we head to UW because you did give me a pretty good segue there. What do you remember from your time with the USU 17 national team going into camp back? I think it was in 2016. What do you remember from that time? So I was there for about a week and I just remember there's there's a lot of great great players that are I mean you still see like in headlines today and I just think I was really fortunate to be able to meet some of those guys and see where I fit in within that level in this country playing soccer at that age and it was just a really really exciting and fun moment at the time did you consider that something to be like a challenge like hey I got to this you know I want to you know reach a certain level like that again or was it more so hey this is sort of somewhat of a acknowledgement of the work that I've been able to put in so far I think a little bit of both because I don't think you can ever be like settled with how how you play one game or anything. I think you're always looking for for more ways to improve and just once you achieve one goal, just keep going to the next goal and setting new goals and new. It's like a new 
because at one point that was a goal and then you make new goals and new dreams and just always keep shooting higher and higher and working harder. So with Washington, uh, you know, you talk about club ball and I know that you had a few teammates there uh, that would join you at Washington. Was that something that you guys might have talked about? You know, hey, we should, you know, I want you guys to join me there. What ultimately led to you becoming a Husky? Uh, well, a lot of a lot of my friends went to UW and a lot of them went to Seattle UW Red Hawks. And I was I was kind of split because all, a lot of my best friends were were older than me by a year at the time because I was a junior in high school and they were seniors. So they'd already committed and it was it was evenly split like two and two. So I didn't know exactly where to go. But I think ultimately what made me go to UW was just I was really fortunate enough and it's I was able to come visit and hang out with the guys a good amount and Growing up, I think taking a step back from the recruiting process growing up, I think it was always somewhere where I wanted to play. And I think it was like a dream of mine growing up. And I, I thought like, this is this is truly where I want to play. And I mean, the coaching staff and the team, you can just tell there's a unique bond within everyone in the lot in that locker room. And it's just it's an exciting, exciting thing to see as like being high school in high school and being recruited. How do you reflect on your freshman year? I mean, 2019, the year before, a lot of things changed. Uh, you were an All-Pac-12 honorable mention that year, one of the five players who appear in all 21 matches. You know, I know that freshman year in general can be a pretty daunting thing. How did you approach it, and how do you look back on it? It feels like a long time ago now, huh? <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, coming in coming in at high school in the summer, just starting workouts, just always having that, that mentality of like, Hey, I want to, I want to do something here. I want to, I want to get minutes. I want to see the field and I want to ultimately help the team. And it was just, I don't know. It's like indescribable to see you're like, to just like look back and describe how close like the team is and how welcoming everyone is. Cause it's not always going to be easy coming in as a freshman, you know, there's like two weeks of training before the first like game. So just being able to connect with those guys so so quick and so instantly and easy was something that definitely helped a lot. So, you know, we look at the the spring 21 season was a pretty solid season by any accounts. I mean, uh, I feel like though the NCAA tournament is kind of like expectation almost or something that's like always like a, a step in the road uh, for you guys. But, you know, looking at the... Uh, 2000, the last season's team, you know, 2021 team. How do you reflect on that season? I mean, there was a lot of talent all over the board. A lot of guys that uh, have now moved on to the MLS level. Um, and still a lot of talent, you know, still at UW. How do you look at that team? What made that locker room special? I think the leadership in that locker room. We had we had guys like Ryan Saylor and he he Lucas Meek and those those two guys were guys that didn't always play play a lot at first when they first got here. And I mean, you know, Saylor's really like first year playing a whole lot of minutes, and I think he was just always so welcoming to everyone. And then everyone was able to be so comfortable and just like really form this brotherhood within each other. And it, I think we had so we had this like saying after every every game in the tournament, and it was like one more game or like let's just maximize our time together. I mean, ultimately, that's what we did, and that's that was the goal all along to just maximize our time together before our season was over because we just wanted to keep spending time with each other. Do you have uh, a favorite game from that last season? Because I mean, at least the one that sticks out the most to me was that win over St. Louis here at UW. You know, the crowd was insane. 
uh, you know, obviously the weather wasn't ideal, you know, with, I, th- I think the kickoff actually got pushed back if I remember correctly. I think it might've, uh, yeah. they had to deal yeah. with the conditions, you know, uh, I mean, are you able to pick one of those or was it just, that was a special season and you just like to look at it in that, in the, in the full regard? Certainly a special season, but I think if I had to pick out one or two games, I don't know if I could decide between St. Louis or Georgetown, just because St. Louis, like, it's it's a home game. We have the fans, and it feels like we have the whole city and state really behind us, and we have the support. And I mean, for me personally, it was probably my fifth or six. I think it was my sixth quarterfinal, and I up until then I hadn't won a quarterfinal, so I finally got over that hump. And I was just Charlie had Charlie Oster had been with me through a lot of those. So when we finally did it together, it just it was it was an awesome feeling. And then later on to the Georgetown game, it was just an unreal game. You know, we had our whole like families and friends like fly out to North Carolina and watch us play in that, that semifinal game. And we just, we just, it was impossible to lose without them or with, because of them, we were able to win and it was, wouldn't been able to do it without them. Now, this is obviously at your discretion because I know it wasn't the easiest thing. Do you want to reflect on the title game at all? Obviously reaching a national championship, is a right of its own, right? I mean, going across the tournament itself and UW sticking in as, you know, I think one and two all season, right? As ranked, uh, I mean, are you able to reflect on that at all? Or is it still kind of, you know, something that's a, a tougher pill to swallow? No, we can, we can definitely reflect on it. I mean, it was it was definitely not the game or the, not how we wanted it to go, but it was, it was, I mean, it's the biggest stage we've been on for, probably all of us, most of us at this point. And it was just, it was an unreal moment just to, at halftime, I think the way we kind of turned things around, just looking at each other in that locker room, like, hey, we, we're not out of this, we got this. And I think being able to just fight back from the beginning, from like when when we were 2-0 down, I know we did score, but just it felt like we fought back and we really showed like who we are and what we could do and what we can do and what we, what like just a reason why we were number one and number two throughout the whole season. So. It was, it was definitely not the way we wanted it to go, but it was it was a nice way to reflect after the game, spending time with each other after everything ended and just being together as, as a family that we that we were. Yeah, and I mean you you talked about it, you know, the leadership in that locker room and just so much talent. And you know, it was kind of funny. Uh by now the episode will all be out be be out. Um but in talking with Bryce Logan, he talked about some of those guys in that locker room that would, you know, be in the locker room that you've been in uh, just no low egos, you know, just something like that. I mean, that's, there's a reason that UW stayed. That's where it's been uh, for as long as it's been, you know, so it, it is interesting to hear the inside perspective of it. Cause obviously I can watch the game and I can only pick up certain things, but, you know, hearing, hearing from guys like you is a whole different thing. Right. Um you know, now to, to shift to Coach Clark, because I don't want to not speak on Coach Clark. Of course. What was your first impression of him, and how would you describe him to those who have, don't know him? Oh, wow. He's, he's, a, he's a great coach. I think he's a really smart guy, and I think something that makes him so special is his ability to bond with, with the players and be so understanding as a coach, whether it's school, soccer, just life in general. You can, I feel like you can talk to him about anything, and he's 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 a he's just really a great coach all around and I'm I'm really thankful and I mean it played a huge decision like we talked about earlier about why I came to UW because I mean I think it was ultimately the greatest choice I've made and I think it was a successful one I think he he pushes us to be better and he has this he has a filter of being so so calm yet 
he still pushes us to be better every single day. And I think that's what we needed in a coach. What can you say about those two teammates from Crossfire that joined you at UW? Obviously, Ethan, like you were talking about making his uh, debut with uh, the Dynamo the, just the other day, I believe. Um, yeah. And yeah. then Charlie, who, you know, has had great time at UW. Uh, it was really funny. I remember we had, uh, there was that St. Louis game and everybody rushed the field. And, you know, technically as a media member, I don't know if I was supposed to, but I was like, hey, man, I don't know when I'm going to get this chance again. So I, I walked down there and I said hi to Charlie and Dylan because I had met them in person. You know, I had done the interview with Charlie and we were uh, working on it with Dylan. So I you know, went up to say hi to everybody and it was a lot of fun. Uh, and by all accounts, Charlie's been a great supporter of the, the show, even at long after, you know, our interview has been done. Uh, what can you say about, you know, those two, you know, friendship wise for you? Because obviously, you know, going back to Crossfire, you've known them for a decent amount of time uh, and just your time with them at uh, UW. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll touch on Charlie, then I'll go to Dylan for next. But uh, Charlie just, just one of my best friends since I was a freshman in high school. He's one of the older guys in the academy and he was a sophomore and I was a freshman and he was just he was really welcoming and always giving advice like how things would go on trips and how to play like always positive feedback and he. He was always someone that will be competitive and will push you to be better and just better yourself every single day, whether it's on the field or off the field in school, in the, in the classroom, anything really. So I was really fortunate to have met him and just make him like one of my best friends and be so close to him. And then to Dylan, uh, he he was on Sounders. So we were actually we were rivals, you know, the cross-town rivalry. He was on Sounders and we, we definitely didn't like each other then, but we always had a respect for him because I knew he was a great player and and uh, once we, once I came to UW and started like training, like we just became, we clicked, but like good friends. He, he was in the business school and I'm also in the business school. So that was something we could both talk about and I can ask for advice. And he was also just a great leader advising me on what to do in the classroom and on the field like Charlie was. I think that's just something that a lot of the guys here have, have really done a great job of doing for the, for the younger guys. So with that being said, I want to take a quick touch actually before I uh, circle back to Ethan. Uh, what ultimately inspired you to get into the business school? Was it, cause I know that's not an easy feat, right? Uh, I mean, is there something in particular that you're chasing after? Uh, was it something that you've looked at for a while or is it more uh, a challenge for yourself, you know, coming into UW here? Yeah. So I was actually very fortunate. I got direct admit straight out of high school and I, in high school, I took uh, IB classes and I took business classes and it was, of all the classes that I took, those were the, like, I wasn't a huge math guy. I know business is like math classes, but it's not to that extent. And I was like, I think, I think business is like what I, what I really enjoy doing. And I'm actually planning on double majoring in information systems and marketing. So I, I wonder about that. Cause I know I've, I've had friends who try to get into the school of business and I know it's not an easy thing to do. So just curious about that, you know, and, and what you would uh, you want to take that to, uh, you know, when, whenever you're finished with that, you know, because uh, I know I think uh, you talked about Dylan. I think he wrapped up shortly before wrapped up with business shortly before he signed his homegrown uh, with the Sounders, which I mean. And any level to, you know, not only be here and be a, a student, but also to be dealing with the school of business as well as, you know, being a student athlete. So it's, it's, it's really, I mean, the workload itself is just, I can only imagine, uh, you know, 
So to circle back to Ethan, what can you reflect on uh, Ethan Bartlow and uh, what you might remember from him? I, I remember meeting him, I think, in seventh grade in the pre-academy. Wow. So we, go, we go way back, even farther than seventh or eighth wow. grade, way back then, a little couple years after Charlie. And as you can tell, after the, all those years, you get pretty close with someone. So he's, he's been another great friend of mine. I mean, we, we still keep in touch pretty occasionally. And I just remember him always, always trying to like get better. And he'd be the guy that would always want to train and call like, Hey, what are you doing? Or even if it's not soccer, just, you want to hang out and just a really great, great friend all around. So and then this is one of the, the, I guess, less important ones. Uh, what, do you have a favorite goal that you scored? Cause I know in, in looking through them, you, you have a bicycle kick goal. If I can remember correctly, I mean, just because of the sheer effort that takes, would that be a, uh, a, a favorite one or is there one that I guess holds more, uh, holds more importance to you? I think, I think the bicycle kick might, it will definitely be number one, just cause it's, it's a crosstown rivalry, you know, Seattle U and, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I, I attempted it and it paid off. So I think I think it's definitely my favorite my favorite goal. I had a, another goal in the tournament against GCU, left footed volley at the top of the box that would probably come a close second. But I think I think for the time being, it'll stay at number one that bicycle kick. So I mean, I'm interested because I know like in basketball, certain people have the green light to take certain types of shots, right? Were you talked about? Uh, talk to you after that she's like hey I know it paid off but I don't know if you want or were you is there any was there any relevant conversation uh about that kick no nothing like that I think we we always (laughs) have the the green light to be creative and in the box and around goal and I think that's like Jamie's really good about and just being so understanding and I think I think a shot on goal was I mean I who knew if I was gonna hit it on goal or not but I think it was just I think just being creative around the box is something that we'll always have the green light for and just getting the shot off goal. On goal. So, you know, we look at it coming off a big season and I mean, for, for years now, you know, coming out of UW uh, being in the tournaments, what are, I guess you most excited for this upcoming season? Is it, you know, having some of these guys return? Is it just getting back out there on the field again? Is it trying to, you know, redeem unfinished business what is what is christian looking forward to when it comes up to this 2022 season or is it just kind of getting back to playing again i think a little bit of everything that you just mentioned i think just being able to play again and just being out there with your brothers is a pretty pretty fun moment i mean just this spring season we take those three three months off not being able to play and when we finally get to play again it's just such a great feeling and then of course we have that goal of getting back to the championship game and maybe winning it and then we also, I think we also have that goal every single year to win the Pac-12 and we've come so close and I think we've just been so, just came so short of, of achieving that goal. But I think it's something that we can definitely, definitely achieve this year. You know, I like that you touched on that because uh, I know that Oregon State was kind of hanging around and being pesky kind of all season. Uh, can you reflect on some of those games? Because I know some of those were really, I think most of them were really tight games uh, and Oregon State kind of kept pace the entire season. So I, what do you remember from some of those matches um, and just competing with that Beavers team this year? Yeah, I mean, they, they had a really good side that had a lot of guys go pro and playing in the league right now. But I think I think that competitiveness is what we like, and I think it pushes us to be better every single game and practice and day. And, I mean, 
I think something that we we think like fueled the fire within us for that tournament was that we played one last game in the in the conference, and I think you probably heard about that by now. But I think it's something <laughs> that we just didn't get a fair shot at, and I think that's what I think that honestly played a big role in the tournament, as it just gave us something to prove. Like, how could this happen for for getting this far in the tournament? You know? Yeah, that was. You know, seeing what they had done, that was something that I kept an eye on. I was like, okay, what are they doing? How are they doing? You know, so just interesting to see that. Uh, but also, you know, at the end of the day, I think you might have touched on it. One school ended up in the title game one day. So that might have been a leg up. But, you know, I know that uh, there is something still to be to be worked on. Um, with that being said, I mean, is there anything that you would, I guess you regret from your time at obviously you've still got time, but is there anything that you regret from the time that you've had at Washington, anything that you would have liked to change any uh, thing you would have liked to go after, or are you happy with how things have gone to this point in time? I think a little bit of both. Cause I think when you, when you take a step back and we personally reflect on the season that we've, the seasons that we've had, I mean, at least my last three seasons, we've, won the Pac-12 my first year and the following two years we finished pretty close second place but I think there's definitely I don't even know if I would say regrets because we learn from them and we move forward and it's something that we can always improve on and it's it's a lesson learned at the end of the day but I think I mean obviously I'd want to win more Pac-12 titles or win the national championship game but I think I wouldn't exactly call them regret because we wouldn't have learned those lessons without them you know yep absolutely um, I always uh, link social medias down in the description. Is there anything that you would like to put out there, whether it's, you know, getting out to these games uh, when possible, uh, you know, any sort of cause that you're pushing, anything that you do outside of the game of soccer that you'd like to promote, or uh, are you just sort of looking forward to the season when it comes around? Yeah, I'll, I'll promote a couple of things if that's okay. I mean, first of all, just the UW men's soccer, Twitter, Instagram, you know, all the social medias we we definitely appreciate all the support that we receive from the fans in the city of Seattle. And we, we definitely feel it when we're on the field. So that, that would be huge. And then also my, uh, my good buddy here, Lucas Meek, he's doing a ALS uh, like fundraiser. And I think that would be something that it's like a sign up and you play and he donates money to charities. And I think that would just be a, it's a great thing that he's doing. And I'm really proud of him for that. And it's a huge thing. And I think it would just be a great opportunity for, for that to be published a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think I did see that the other day. So have to uh, not only put that in the description, but I think I'll go and uh, put that up on the show's Twitter uh, socials after this. Uh, with that being said, I appreciate you coming on. I really am looking forward to the season. Do you know, I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to say, are we looking at a spring schedule here for games or uh, do you know if we'll get any of that uh, maybe in a little bit or if it, we're just kind of looking towards normal season? Yeah, there's a spring schedule. I think it came out a couple of days ago, but oh, I'll say good. now there's a, I guess I don't know if it'll be published by them, but there's weekend, this weekend, Saturday, Seattle U and Gonzaga, but the following weekend, there should be home games too. Good to know. That is good to look forward to because really, I mean, that last game that I was at being St. Louis, it's like, man, this was, I mean, like you were saying with having the city behind you, it was insane to see and just, it's always tough because I try to get uh, reactions from the crowd, you know, just to see how it, you can't tell how loud it is on the video because it was loud. You know, it was it was a lot of fun. So now looking forward to it. I'm excited to see our friends continuing to do what they do up at the MLS level, but also uh, continuing to see what the dogs do. So 
Uh, Christian, I appreciate you coming on. I apologize again for the gaffe. My brain saw Rainier and it just totally reverted to something else I was used to. Uh, with that being said, I thank you for your time and we're excited to see you this season. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.